Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are talking Vanquish, and we are going to try our damnedest to not have an episode as long as this game. Craig, Craig, play the music. I, pl I played that. Okay, well, you gotta let me know. But after the music now. Okay. Uh, with me to discuss it are my good friends, Craig. Hi, Dave. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> oh, just peachy. And my good friend, Mike. Hello. Hello, Simon. Uh, Simon? Sam. We need to get out of here. <laughs> Simon, Sam. Salmon. That's close enough. Okay. Um, before we go completely off the rails, uh, Craig, can you read us the stats, please? Of course I can. Uh, so, Vanquish was developed by Platinum Games, published by Sega. Direct Sega! Oh my god, Dave, I'm turning into you. Sega! Oof. Directed by Shinji Mikami. I, I think do. You say yeah, you do. See, you just said it. Just there. <laughs> um, Heap Other People, which you can read on Wikipedia, was released on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Windows, and then later on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. In 2010, so October 2010, for the original releases, Windows got it in 2017, and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One got it in 2020, on a 10-year anniversary, Bayonetta and Vanquish double-pack thing, which is how I played this game. How did you guys play this game? With a ah, controller? Well, I played the unofficial double version of this, because... Um, at the release of the PlayStation 3 version of Vanquish, which I believe came in a, in a lovely lenticular sleeve, which is absolutely lovely, uh, featuring Sam shimmying left and right, depending upon your angle of this, the case. But they also included the added bonus of a copy of Bayonetta for the PS3, which, as you know, is absolutely amazing. No problems with that whatsoever, obviously. But... Uh, mm. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my double pack in. Um, fortunately, I'd already played Bayonetta on the 360, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, because Bayonetta but, uh, on the PS3 was a bit sketchy. A little bit, a little bit. Although I did play it again just just to just to try it out, and it's not it's not that bad. It's not. It just looks a bit blurry, a bit sort of. Yeah, like, it, it, of it's stuff. it's weaker compared to the 360 version. Um. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I I did I played the demo well before this. I knew what I was in for. I played the demo about six times, to be honest. It was that good. Um, and yeah, yeah, I grabbed it straight away. Pretty much played it over that weekend. Uh, never touched it again, weirdly, until now. But uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we did skip over in Craig's stats something that's kind of important. I mean, it might only be kind of important because Capcom. Duh. Uh, Shinji Mikami. And Resident is, Evil. Yeah. Uh, the man known for Goof Troop, and that was pretty much all he ever did, but then <laughs> later on he came back and he did Vanquish, which was really cool. Um, there's a lot of similarities between Goof Troop and Vanquish, uh, a lot of smoking, a lot of people shooting themselves in the head in both games, so I can see why they would have picked him. Um, but yeah, yeah, Shinji Mikami was the director, I always like to note when, hey, that guy did stuff. Um, of course, history... of course, Platinum is... Platinum is previously Seeds and Clover of Capcom, meaning, yeah, it's technically a Capcom game under a Sega disguise. Isn't yeah, it? pretty. I mean, I mean, most most Platinum games have that 
sort of Capcom feel. But yeah. all right, um, I, I would like to talk about how we feel as Platinum as a whole because it's it's curious. Uh, anyway, my history yeah. with this is uh, this time I played it on the PS4 remaster of Bayonetta and Vanquish. I've just played Vanquish this time. Uh, it looks nice. I mean, it is cool to see. Oh, okay. So uh, in the 360 generation, this is what it could have possibly looked like. Like, this is the best it could look with those models. I appreciate that. I like that. Uh, my history with it in terms of, like, first time I played it was because of Kane and Rince, actually. Um, they did an episode mm-hmm. on Vanquish, and there's a Scottish guy on there. Is it Garget or is it the other one? Don't know. There's two Scottish gentlemen on that podcast, one who has left and then one who's still there. It's the one who left. But anyway, he he was talking about this and um, very much so equated it to something like a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll pick that up. So uh, thanks to those guys. And I can't remember your name, so I can't thank you very much. But uh, they're the reason I played this on the 360. And this kind of just, yeah, kind of faded into the background of like, oh, hey, that was fun. And then it just kind of didn't really stick around. Um, This time playing it, well, we'll let you know about that. So (laughs) Platinum Games. Uh, To a lot of people, this is a big studio. Like uh, Platinum Game comes out, it's a big deal. Uh, How do they sit with you guys? Because they've got a lot of hits and a lot of misses. Yeah, um, like mixed bag for me. Not having not played any of the Bayonetas or anything like that. I've got like the highs of Nier Automata, and for me, and it, this is blasphemous in some conversations, but the lows of Transformers Devastation because I hate that game. Um, so we're going to see what happens with Bayonetta because that is on my PS4 double pack thing that I just got. So. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But other than that, it's not like a, a developer I keep an eye on or I'm super okay. excited that Bayonetta 3's in development and or anything like that. I'm not not quite there. Um, we've done two Platinum games in the past and they are a 50-50 mm-hmm. split. So yeah. we'll have to see how they do after this one because Star Fox Zero was not a winner. It was not. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a curious thing with Platinum. I think Platinum always straddle the edge of being Capcom and not being Capcom. <laughs> um, but but their their record is nowhere near as bad as uh, I think most people make it out. I mean, well, you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Even Transformers Devastation was okay. Um, they did some. Well, uh, did they do some Avatar, the Airbender? Yeah, Legend of, of Korra. Yeah. They, they did the oh, Ninja yeah. Turtles, Legend of Korra. Uh, for me, the, some of their misses are like, I didn't like Mad World. I didn't like Anarchy Reigns. Mm. No, I, I liked I liked both. Okay, I, liked both I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Wonderful 101. Like, it's a cool idea, but it was not fun to play. Yeah, I think that's a bit reviewed a bit higher than I think it was actually worthy. But it's still a decent game for me. Okay. Um, but I mean, they they go all the way back as far as the I think the first game was actually for the DS. It was like some space sort of space game. <laughs> Infinite name, space. That's the one. There we go. Um, and yeah, yeah, they they've sort of dabbled around. I think I don't think they're touching like Beautiful Joe. They're not touching like Akami, all the sort of stuff that they were known for previously. Um, but. Then again, there is Bayonetta. Bayonetta is an absolute masterpiece. Bayonetta two, even more of a masterpiece. Um, PM zero three, the, the game absolute masterpiece. Yeah, well, 
I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, I like that game. And I, I can't tell you if it's good but, or bad, but I like it. The weird thing with Platinum is that I think they're being sort of like... They're being stalked by Capcom. Because it seems like every time a bayonet is about to appear, we get something from Devil May Cry. Whenever we're getting anything... It always seems like Capcom sort of like going, oh, we could probably do it a bit better. It's pretty much very similar to how you had Treasure and Konami going back-to-back, where you'd get, like, Contra Hardcore against, uh, you know, Gun Gunstar Heroes and things like that. But it seems like... I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I wonder if the... Just because of who's doing them, I wonder if it's ad, as, as adversarial. Wow, couldn't get that out. As the Konami Treasure thing was. Um, I do know, yeah, I have noticed, like, oh, you got Bayonetta 2, we have Devil May Cry 5. Um, yeah, just, yeah. just baseline, which series do you like more? Uh, I'm gonna go Bayonetta. Oh, see, I would go the opposite. I, yeah, I'd go Devil May Cry. Um, mm. I guess we can't be friends. All right, podcast is <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I love them both, but I think Bayonetta edges it, even if it's got less installments and, you know. Well, I mean, that's that's what's interesting about Platinum is they haven't been around that long compared to, like, your big guns, your Capcom, Konami, Square Enix, you know, the big guys. But they still have created at least one character that is kind of stuck in the pantheon of gaming now. Like, everybody knows Bayonetta. And that's kind of cool for a new studio to make a mark that big. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. If I'm getting ready for Near Replicant to be released in a couple of months, potentially, and... I, I've been checking the internet furiously thinking, you know, is it associated with Platinum Games at all? If it's not, I might be a bit more wary of picking it up, you know? So it's a... I think that's a, that's a stamp enough of approval to say I like where Platinum's going at the moment and I'd be willing to stick with them. It's a, wor- it's a worry that a lot of their projects seem to be disappearing or cancelling. For example... Poor uh, scale bound. Uh, yeah, poor scale bound, poor... Um, what's it called, that really big Japanese mobile game, which is getting translations to everything, including Grand Link. No, no, I can't remember the name. You know, oh, the Grand one Blue? with the beat-em-up from Ark. Grand Blue, yeah. I think they get they got kicked off that as well more recently. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I mean, uh, from what I hear, um, like, Kamiya isn't the easiest person to work with, so, eh. I don't know. I, I mean, Platinum for me, due to the mark they have made, specifically with Bayonetta, like something comes out like Astral Chain, and I will notice mm. it because, oh, it's a new Platinum game, but I'll still look sure. at it. I won't buy it without it being seen. But you should have bought it. Come on, Dave. It, it, yeah, it, it looks okay. Craig's got uh, an excuse. He's not got a Switch anymore. You have Mine has Monster Hunter stuck in it. I can't get anything else into it. it it's weird. It's just and there stuck we go. In there. Cap- Capcom, Capcom Platinum crossover again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would love to see a Bayonetta Devil May Cry crossover. I think that would be ab fab, as they say. But um, I don't know. Like, like to me, they're not that that mythical tier level for me of like uh, FromSoft or uh, Blizzard, where it's like, okay, you released a new game. Yeah, whatever, I'll buy it. So, yeah, okay. uh, it's just, like, I'll look at things. All right, so, let's talk about Vanquish, because that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, well, I'll, I'll do uh, 
remember this is going to be one episode only, so the spoiler wall is kind of off. If you care about the story of Vanquish, which you by all rights shouldn't because the writers really didn't, um, then stop here, I guess. So uh, the basic setup is you play as Sam Fisher uh, or Sam Spade or Sam Malone or one of the Sams. Sam Gideon. Sam Gideon in pop culture. Um, And you work for DARPA, which I'm not going to lie. I thought it was made up when I first heard it in Metal Gear Solid because that is the dumbest name in the world. Nobody should work for DARPA. DARPA Chief. DARPA. Kenneth Chief. (laughs) Yeah, Kenneth. The DARPA Chief. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you've created a fancy suit that does all kinds of fancy things that would make any Japanese anime animator very happy. And... Then somebody not just nukes, but microwaves San Francisco mm-hmm. in a pretty cool cutscene. I'm not going to lie. I wish it was better res because that, that was very cool. Um, it's very uh, Onimusha 3, isn't it? It is, right? Like I got vibes of Onimusha 3 out of that. Good call. Yeah. Uh, except no Jean Reno. Jean Reno was not there to save the day this time. And so you are sent in with the Marines with the burliest of burly, burly men. Mm-hmm. To go stop the Russians because it's the Russians' fault. It's always the Russians' fault. Um, okay, so who would like to explain, in your opinion, what makes Vanquish noteworthy? Well, it's the story, isn't it? I mean, the rest of the game is pretty pretty weak, but the story really, really drives everything. No, no it's the opposite of that. What I just said, it's the opposite way. I thought it was all the muscles. All the muscles. <laughs> I I've just, got uh, no 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 go ahead Craig sorry no on you go on you go I think Speak. I think I've, I've got an idea of what it is I think it's um th- this game has so to reverse back a little bit we were talking about really bad bayonetta on PS3 turns out they said hey why don't we make Vanquish target the PS3 this time instead of 360 hence the reason that you've got really good versions on both systems but. It feels like because it's got that because it's got the the perfect like it gets the frame rate right most of the well I mean it was thirty we were playing at sixty this time I assume uh, seventy five for me on PC but <laughs> that's beside the point and it feels like when you touch when you aim down your sights it feels like you're aiming down the sights literally for a fraction of a second before your finger even touches the button it feels like you're starting to slide across the floor it's all about like single frame jump straight into what you want to do stuff so it's like you want to slide across the floor it, it feels like literally it's seconds before i'm even touching that button i'm already sliding across the floor it feels like i've got complete control of this unit who's running around blasting the shit out of things that i've never looked at tweaking any settings in this game but i can tell you that every single thing like everything about you know um your y x and y axis they all feel perfect straight away and it just feels like you're Ooh, in control. You've got to reverse you're blast the, the x-axis. Uh, up has to be down. Down has to be up. Otherwise, Dave no, ain't beating this game. <laughs> that's, that's the y-axis. Is it? Mm, just, well, I've, yeah. Oh. Everything feels right. All the all the acceleration stuff like that. It's it just you know, and I feel like that slow mo stuff. It sort of maybe does it better than Max Payne. It's like you know, I'm there. I'm there. It's it's a game that purely feels like something for me. 
Yeah, I like just in a similar vein to that. All I was going to add, or not even add, but just say is, it feels like the best parts of a lot of different action games, like Max Payne, like Gears of War, like all of those, yeah, okay. distilled and refined down into a super snappy, quick package. Like the game's length didn't bother me in the slightest. I know people paid for it, and it might have bothered them, but oh, no, I paid it, like twelve pound for this game, so it just feels like it's taken all the good bits of everything and actually made something good and special with it. And it is, you're right, it's super quick. All right. Well, I, I, I was actually, and now I'm actually going to take a little from column A and a little from column B. So yes, this game is incredibly responsive. And just a disclaimer, I don't quite remember how it felt on the 360 or the PS3. I'm going off of the PS4 remaster. So if, if it's not as snappy, then my apologies. I didn't go back and play no, the no, old version. No, it felt version. the same. It felt, Did it? felt okay. the same, weirdly. Um, for me, this feels like, like you said, Craig, uh, taking a bunch of different games and mashing them in one. This feels more like shots fired than, hey, let's take this. This, to mm-hmm. me, feels like... Oh, you think Gears of War is a good third-person shooter? Let me show you something. Um, this feels more like now nah, we can do it better than it does of, ooh, let's take this idea. Because, I mean, some of these ideas, like the slow-mo, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, I, I imagine they were just like, hey, that was a lot of fun there. Let's bring that into a shooter. Yeah. And the whole using cover thing, it, it was more like, nah, Gears of War is boring and slow and plotting. Let's speed this up. Um, this but- this is in that era, uh, the Crapcom era. Yes, it is. Where people were basically saying, Capcom are farming stuff out. You know, Konami's going across getting Never Dead from Rebellion and all sorts of stuff. It's just a it's just a mess, really. Now I'm still with them all. I'm I'm happy because we're getting things like this coming through. But this was the period where it was just going. These Japanese developers they're they're only good at trying to make American games now, and it's like. And this yeah, was this was when went, um, what like Anafane was with the old oh, Japanese development is dead. Uh, everything's moving to the West. Um, yeah, this seems very much in the no. We still got it. Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. this was around the era when they started to realize, don't make things for Western audiences. Make them for your own audiences, and Western people will like it. Um, that's kind of the way it's been since the beginning of video games. Um, but, yeah, so nobody actually explained what was uh, notable about this game. Uh, so, it's a third-person shooter, and you do have cover, although I, I didn't use it too often. No. Um the trick to this is you have a, a suit that has rocket-propelled boots and kneecaps. And so, at the, yeah, at the touch of a button, you can just zoom right across the map. Most times getting Dave killed uh, because <laughs> he got a little too fancy with his footwork. But um, it's pretty much you got hyperspeed whenever you want it. It's all tied to this gauge. And this gauge uh, actually does a lot of things. So you can use this gauge for the rocket boost. You can use this gauge to power certain weapons. And you can also use this gauge to slow down time whenever you want. Now, or to melee. You, or, or, yeah, or to melee, uh, which is weird. There was a trophy for killing something with melee. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You can do that. Um yeah, I, I got that trophy, and it's painful when one melee attack drains uh-huh. <laughs> that gauge. Oh, um, that's, that's a rough one. 
uh, all of this is a double-edged sword because if you're constantly using your gauge, uh, the way this works in terms of health systems is you don't have a health bar. You don't even really have that, you know, the like the the Nathan Drake thing where it starts to go dark or turn red. You just kind of have a boop and it triggers your slow motion and you're like, oh, you're it almost dead. Turn red. Does it? it? I didn't red. notice it. Definitely. Oh, either that or I was always so close to dead, I just died instead yeah, of seeing okay. it turn red. I <laughs> like once I got the oh, I'm automatically in slow motion, that means okay, I have to get the cover. Or shoot faster. There is an ah. invisible area. It's like when you're out of boost, there is an invisible sort of you don't know how much until you're dead bit and you, you do notice the screen goes hues a bit red. But that's that's about it. That's about it's it's barely noticeable in the frantic pace of the whole thing anyway. Well, that's another thing. Uh, this game is very frantic. Very, you have um, sadly robots because it would have been cooler with people um, coming mm-hmm. at you from everywhere. They're constantly drop shipping in there uh, to where you'll be in this open arena, and not everything is an open arena. And I'll give them credit for that. It's not the Gears of War. I spot a waist high wall. That yeah. means there will be yeah. combat here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so. In any given combat situation, it's like, okay, do I shoot the guys with the sniper rifles out there? Do I shoot the guys rushing towards me? Do I try to blow up the dropship before it drops more weapons? And the answer is all three. Um, just do it faster. So how did you guys click with the frenetic pace of this? Is this too fast for you? Would you like it a little bit slower? Would you like it faster? I, I, I think it was dead on for me. Um not any faster, because it is, it is quite frantic, but it's frantic in that fun, um, kind of like, it has got an arena feel, like a Doom arena feel, where you're zipping about, just killing en- the nearest person sometimes, you're in panic mode, and you're just like, I'll shoot you with a shotgun. And then other times you might get a fraction of a second to assess the situation before you hide somewhere. And I think it works really, it works really well in this, especially with the rocket booster, because you've all, like... I did nearly die a lot, and every single time it went in its slow motion, I just hucked a grenade roughly somewhere, and then zoomed away to hide. And and that was my tactic for the entire game: work to treat. So I'm I was over the moon with it, to be honest. I didn't shoot anyone from cover. Oddly, I went to cover, hid, and then I got back out of cover and started zooming about shooting people again. Well, yeah, that, that's question two. Well, Mike, what about you on the speed? Um, are you happy with this Ooh. speed? I absolutely, I love it. I absolutely love it. This this is exceptional gameplay. It's just, Craig may have avoided the cover, but I jumped into the cover all the time because I wanted to do that super cool slow-mo jump over the cover and, <laughs> and blast everyone crazy. I think my, my maximum I got was about five enemies jumping over one little barrier, and I thought, oof, that's it, that's it. I, I could turn the game off now and, and sleep happy. But I didn't. I continued on. <laughs> but, the, I mean, there's all sorts of things. Like, I, the one I struggled with was um, just the general slow-mo one. I was like, why isn't there just a button for slow-mo on its own? But, it, you know, you have to do a little roll to get your little... Yes. Um, yeah. And that, that was a bit of a shame because I was thinking, can I not just have one on its own standard as well? But, you know, it, it was it was fun just playing about going, which one am I going to do? Am I going to do sliding slowdown? Am I going to do jumping over slowdown? Am I going to do uh, in, a roll into a slow into slow down, and then at the same time the the you know like the the Yui sort of like um, presentation is really good. I was thinking at the end of the game, why have they shown off the the Gooey guy in in the credits? But I'm like, 
Well, it's perfect because I've got that little clock on the screen, and every single time I was I was just staring at that, going, "I got to wait till I've got a tiny sliver," and it just felt like super, super cool. Just you know, the the feedback from your enemies shooting them, you go, "Poo poo poo." It feels like Time Crisis, or I mean, I, I would say Binary Domain, but that's something that's well, we're going to talk about Binary sure. Domain after yeah. this. <laughs> but it just felt like poo poo poo. You hit them in the head, you see the head recoil a little bit. You hit them in the arm, all, all sorts, and just you know. Super Ace, the amount of enemies they're throwing at you, super cool. I'm I'm well down with that. I never felt overwhelmed, and I always felt like I had something new to shoot at. So you're just in a, like a high, super tense sort of period. And, and and the weird thing is, like you both just said, you, you know, there are bits where you're like, that could have been a set piece too, but they just skip it and go, you zoom through it. It looks a bit like a set piece, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, it that's doesn't have that like, telltale sign of like, oh, combat will commence here. Um, yeah, just just give me some. They could have filled it all, and I would have been happy. But you know, having those little, uh, what would you call it, little little breather spaces. Oh, those first with. person sections where it's like, okay, you're gonna talk mm, to the the handler. I'm not as not as keen there, but hey, hey. Uh, I always you, thought you they were masking perfect. loading. It could be. I'm not sure. Unsure. I I have a stunning confession at this point then because you brought it up, Mike. You can the dive the slow mo when you nearly die. You can mm. automatically trigger by rolling and diving or whatever the hell you do. I I did the tutorial mission in the evening one night and then I put it down and played the rest of the game <laughs> the following day and I forgot you could even do it. So I looked at I the know, trophy list at the end and it's like the most common trophy to automatically trigger this thing and shoot someone in. I didn't I didn't shoot one person <laughs> with that ability. I, I felt uh, cheated a wee bit for forgetting it and a wee bit stupid, but nah. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, so then, um, well, Craig, you said so, but Mike, and you're you're more of a cover shooter kind of guy? I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm jumping on turrets, I'm jumping on those crazy things when I get the chance, the weird attack style things, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give, give me anything. I will play with it. Um, you know, I was... There was nowhere that I didn't feel in my element, to be honest. I most I most felt comfortable zipping across the floor on my knees, just doing... Whether it was walking around, I'd... You know, it's, it's your fast run button, and it looks super cool. Use it. You know? Uh, I, I'm more of a... I was more of a stop-and-pop kind of guy, so I, you know, I'll rocket knees into position, and then pop, 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 and then rocket knees to a different position, and pop, pop, pop. Um, ended up with me dying quite a bit. Uh, so... Let's talk weapons, because if there's one thing that's very important to a shooter, it's the weapons. What was your kit, gentlemen? Ooh, oh, God. Well, I, I had the assault rifle. That was the first thing I maxed out, because it seems to be everywhere. The well, anti-armor pistol. Uh, oh, do, you, do you want to explain uh, what you mean by max out? All oh, right, okay. So um, you get weapon upgrade cubes off random enemies in random places, or maybe it's set enemies in set places. I don't know. I've only played it once. But whatever weapon you have selected at that point when you pick up the cube is upgraded and I think there's maybe 10 levels of upgrade it mm-hmm. gives it wee badges and there, it combines the badges there is um, one additional thing yeah, yeah so if you're not using the other weapons and you pick up ammo upgrades for them they get partial upgrades which you can then collect in in, in numbers like sort of like Gradius or something like that until you actually power up yeah. them too without just using the upgrade cubes like if your gun is has full ammo and you pick up that exact same gun, you get experience no. points for it. Did not know that. Again. I think it's a nice way to in, uh, incentivize trying a bunch of different guns. I, however, said to you, and I used the same three <laughs> guns the entire game. Uh, but anyway, yeah. sorry. 
Go ahead, Craig. As I say, so assault rifle, main gun, um, the pistol, the anti armor pistol seems to be excess. You can just shoot off a leg. That thing is a, big a robot beast. With a <laughs> it really is. So always kept it's that. It's Resident on Evil hand. Magnum, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And then the shotgun was the third. So I had something up close to shotgun people in the face. That sounds really traditional and bold. I did try like the the big glowing ball weapons and the rocket launcher that had homing missiles and stuff, but I stuck with probably the boring core weapons. And it, it works. I mean, the game's viable to play whatever weapons you want, but that's what I went with. I I went for a, a, a really bad, boring collection. Uh, so so it's, what I did originally when I first got the game was, as I got the game early... Um, I think I got, as a pre-order bonus, I got the extra guns, which are now included in this version. Yeah. But in the original, you got, I think it was three extra weapons, which weren't in in the uh, general retail release. And I think the Magnum was actually one of them. If I remember uh, right. It's the anti-armor pistol, the uh, laser that yep. goes off of your boost thing. Uh, and then I think it's LFE called... LFE or something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's called the LFE. And then there's the... Um... The third weapon, which is like a, a hardened assault rifle or something like that, yeah, uh, assault boost. rifle, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so boost, my boost rifle, yep. Yeah, my collection was, of course, the uh, the assault rifle, the heavy machine gun, and the boost, <laughs> the boost machine gun. <laughs> Lots of machine <laughs> was, going on. <laughs> I know, and it was so boring. It was so boring, but having that much ammunition at your tips, you never feel threatened for running out, and and you you can run out, you know. Can happen, but um, um, yeah, yeah, I went with those to be boring. But but I really liked. I did delve once I upgraded a few of them. I did delve out and I went, oh, I love that Magnum for a moment and just pop a few heads in it, and it was it was a beaut. I pop wish I'd a few heads more, just shear off a few limbs, just one <laughs> shot in the leg, and boop, it's gone. Um, I, again, I'm kind of a mixture of you two. A uh, heavy machine gun was the gun I used 90% of the game. But if a boss came out or if, you know, you're in some deep stuff, then I pulled out the uh, anti-armor pistol. And then the third one was that laser that goes off of your boost gauge because that thing can just melt an Argus really fast. I I swayed, I stayed away from that because I was rocketing about that much and I did run out of stamina a lot or boost gauge. Oh, it got me killed boost. a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, <laughs> anything that goes off your stamina, I was just like, nah, it's just too risky. I'm not playing this game. And oddly enough, the thing that made me think, oh, I wonder if these are DLC weapons, was the end boss. I won't say his name yet because I forget it. Um, mm-hmm. I had him killed before, like he, he was out of health two stages yeah. before he got to the end and I'm like, oh, these things are really powerful. I wonder if they're DLC. And then I checked and they were. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, the DLC weapons do not futz around at all. They get the job done. Um, So, should we touch on the story? Because there's not a lot there. You know what, Dave? If someone can remember the story, feel free to regal. All right. All right, I completed this two days ago. There's a burly man who joins other burly men, one of whom smokes a cigar and doesn't like first burly man. They then go to a bar and eat a lot of gravel. After that, they go on to this space station, which is a very cool space station, by the way. I really like the the whole like 360 degree. It's very Mass Effecty. You know, when the, I thought of the, the Citadel, Citadel closes yep. type thing. Yeah. 
Uh, president lady shoots herself in the head because this ends her presidency. Um, a Russian That's guy. the end of the game, Dave. That's, the the end of the game. That's literally one of the final things. <laughs> okay, we skipped to that. Uh, Look, the Russian guy was a hologram. Um, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I, I didn't actually check into this because I was curious to see if you knew. They, were they planning a sequel? Because it looks what, like it. It does. Look it like does. It, doesn't it? It, it ends on a next time gadget. <laughs> next time. Oh, come on, as you got to do ten. the voice, Craig. I, that was me doing the voice, Dave. I'm what, terrible with voices. What? What was the only crossover? I think Anarchy was Anarchy Reigns the only crossover for this game. Technically, I think. I can't remember if Sam Possibly. was in it. To be honest, I remember like the Mad World oh, dude. Uh, mm. uh, wasn't mm. Brick from Borderlands in it? God, oh dear. I, there, okay. there was a couple oh, crossover. Well. I don't remember Sam. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, not exactly a, a tried and true character, Sam. Uh, I barely from Borderlands was in what? Anarchy Reigns was. It was an oh, right, PS3 okay. game they did. It was kind of a um, a Power Stone ish thingy arena fighter with four people. It's yeah, kind of weird. Okay. It's kind of bad. Sounds bad. All right then. So the story. Mm-hmm. Point blank question. Did this even mm. need a story for you guys? I kind of... I wouldn't have liked no story. No story would be rubbish. I liked the I liked the pitch and tone of this because there was just enough there to give you a reason to be doing what you're doing, but not enough to make you want to think about it. It was just lubricating the shooting experience, and that's that. I think it does that job really, really well. Like, you just... Like a Jason Statham film, Dave. You just don't <laughs> care about anything because people are being punched, and you know that's that's pretty much where I'm at. I I I kind of liked it in a weird way, in a sick way. If I sat and I thought about it, I could poke a lot of holes of like, wait, why oh, is yeah, my, yeah. but I, my yeah. brain was like, Dave, this is not what it was supposed to be. Okay, like the betrayal thing. I don't get it. I I just. Don't get it. I get that he nah. received orders from the president to like nuke Moscow. That's fine. Why the sudden switch at the end? I don't know. I didn't get. That was probably one of the biggest questions. Was I thought he was saying to Sam, you know, on you go, I'll get dudes, and then he was going to turn around and nuke Moscow anyway, or microwave that's Moscow. What I was gonna, that's what I, was, I thought. I'm like, well, nothing's stopping him now. He could just boop, and, and you're good. Yeah, but um, yeah. So so no, no. Don't don't analyze this story. This is not a persona or a near where you're like, hmm. I'm gonna analyze this. This is like mm. Craig said, very mm. much a Jason Statham film. And you're right. Like it, it's weird how even the loosest excuse for a story. And this is not to knock the writer because it looks like he had a lot of fun writing dumb, 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 uh-huh. dumb lines. But you still need that little bit of artifice there because, it, like, take, for example, a movie. You can't just sit and watch explosions and people being punched. After a while, that loses everything. Yeah. And you need at least a little bit of something so Jason Statham can be angry at it and then go punch somebody. So, yeah, I, 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 I hazard to say I liked this story. Not to say it's a good one, it's just, oh, it does what mm-hmm. it does, and it does it well. And it was fun. Like, like no lie, I was smiling like an idiot at a lot of the dumb stuff. Oh, there's so m- It's got every single line that you've ever heard in every action film <laughs> of the two guys hating each other. You know, it's it's got everything. 
Um, I and I was actually smiling at points, and it was one of those smiles of "this is entertaining me," and then some surprise and self-reflection that I was being entertained by two meatheads having a go at each other. Very, very much meatheads. One mm. quick thing to interject on the technical side is that it's a crying shame that they, even on the Steam release on PC, they they put thirty frames per second bloody cutscenes in the middle of all the nice sixty frames per second gameplay, so it yeah. looks juddery as hell. Like, oh, no, God. no, no, that, that's to remind you of what generation this came from. I'm okay <laughs> with that. It's that fine with the original release. I never remember it cropping up to me, but it, it just looks awkward here, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that generation that looks awkward now. Yeah, but no, for me, I, I kind of like it. Like, if I'm going to play the remaster, eh, keep the cutscenes the way they were. Like, if, if I play the remaster of Neverwinter on PS4, keep the crappy cutscenes. It's fine. It's fun. Um... I mean, maybe it would bother me if I was invested in it, but I'm not. So to me, it's just like, oh, yeah, this was a 360 game. Um, I take it both of you played it in English. Yes. 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 How do we feel? Of- Why? What's the Japanese stuff like? Uh, I, I thought you uh, in the PC you could play the Japanese release voices. I thought. Probably, I could be getting probably, confused. I didn't see it. Possibly, um, but I didn't. I didn't try it. Okay, so then let's let's talk. How do you guys like? I think all of the voice acting in this game is wonderful. Like I can't think of a better rendition of dumb action bravado. Like I know the main guy mm. and Steve Blum is uh, big. He's your uh, big bow, except he's mm-hmm. not as good as Big Bow <laughs> in this. Oh, that, um, that's just okay. the elephant in the room, isn't it? Come on, let's face it. This, we're we're so, going to talk about it. Can we can we talk about the executive producer on this game? <laughs> sure, if you would like to. Okay, so Nagashi, he's back, isn't he? The Sega connection is there. What is going on? Why is there such a... Why is he involved in all these amazing bloody games and not just saying, let's just merge these two together? Binary Domain Vanquish is the, the game everyone wants, isn't it? Well, yes and no, right? Like, like I thought about it because because uh, binary domain weighed a lot on me because there's a lot of similarities. The, not not in terms of like story, not really in terms of gameplay, but there's a certain feel. It's like, oh man, this really reminds me of binary domain. Um, I think these two are separated by a lot, actually. Like, I mean, Negotia is involved in in both of them. But there's a lot that Binary Domain does that this game doesn't. And I actually think, and this may change on any given day, I might like Binary Domain more for what it does. Mm. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, for example, like, like let's, let's keep with that Jason Statham example. Vanquish is a dumb Jason Statham movie. Binary Domain is a less dumb Jason Statham movie. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> in Binary Domain, they want you to care about the characters. I mean, they even add game mechanics in there. They give, like, Jacques. I mean, come on, it's Jacques. Uh, you, you get, at least you feel a little bit of an attachment towards those characters. In this, none at all, really. You are Sam, and you have a lady in a very short skirt who cares about you a lot. There's a guy with glasses that you used to work for that dies, and that's about it. In Binary Domain, there was all that friendship mechanics. There was uh, all those uh, talking scenes where it was just you hanging out saying, hey, dude, you want to double team this chick? Um, 
there was also a lot in term more in terms of mechanics like like you had that whole uh who lives who dies things going on the combat binary domain does not try to be vanquished and vanquish does not even try to be binary domain binary domain is much more about precision aiming this is more about just twitch shoot the thing fast so why do you do you have a problem with how similar these things are to you no, no, not in the slightest. I just think a merging of the two would provide potentially the perfect game. Is it just that you want Big <laughs> Bo and everything? Is is that it? Uh, I think, yeah, I think, well, Big Bo, Big Bo, that, that, that's a spoiler for that game. But there's so many parallels in the story. There's, <laughs> so, you know, well, no, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not as many parallels, but, you know. On a surface level, on a very surface level, I think there's a lot of a lot of crossover. Um, but Craig, you didn't weigh in on it. Um, this and Bino Domain. Mm-hmm. I I mean, there's obviously like similar similarities, similar par- parallel things to this, mostly in the meathead area and general you shoot robots type thing. But there's a, there is like to me there's enough of a distinction to think they're complete two completely different flavors of game. Like you're saying, like binary domain is a lot longer for a start. It's more nuanced. It's more precise. It's a bit slower. There's 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 more to it. Vanquish is like a pick up if like five ten minutes of mission type shoot everything adrenaline rush. So I. Although I see this, the similarities, I don't think you could ever say, oh, I prefer Vanquish. Vanquish is better than Binary Domain because they're too, they're, they're too different, I think. They, they are different. It does, what, what we're saying here as well does sort of focus on one of the really big things about Vanquish because I think it seems like a much bigger budget game than uh, Binary Domain to me in that, you know, you go into a zone and you're like, this is a huge scalable area. You know, you like, it goes far to the left. You've got potentially three different routes up to where you're heading to. Uh, and it's, oh, and yeah, like, there's a lot of places you don't explore until the firefight's over. Yeah, yeah and I mean, binary domain, it, it's like you, you might get a big, massive area like every boss or so. But before that, it's a lot of sort of just down the corridors. But Vanquish, it just seems to mix it up. You're always like, I don't know what the next area is even going to bloody be. You know, it could be buildings rolling down the down the hill, or it could be like a you know embankments of all all sorts of stuff. It just feels crazy. The level design, you're like thinking, "Whoa, what are they? What are they? What are they doing? Whatever they're doing, I like it anyway." So I'll probably not question it. <laughs> so, well, then let's 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 crack into it then. So, what is it? Hmm. Is it just that I'm shooting massive amounts of robots? Is that it? Because there's not much similar. It just feels like they pull ideas up. It's like the sort of Nintendo thing, you know. Throw something in. If they use it twice, then don't use it a third time. Move on to something else. And it's, I mean, essentially you are just playing the same game underneath it all. But it just feels like everything's changing. You know, like you're taking over, getting behind lines, shooting the enemies behind you. You don't know what's happening next. It could be you're being assaulted by aerial stuff coming around you. You could be zooming past weird laser things. I still don't know what that was all about, but I just go in the tunnel now. Okay. Um because it it well see, like 
This doesn't require near the precision, so it's not, I'm, I'm trying to also work this out for myself. It doesn't require precision, so it's not the gameplay itself that's reminding me of Binary Domain. It's not the story, by any means. It's not the characters. It's, it's not the art style. It's not anything. But I still get a really big vibe. It's just a, fi- a feel, isn't it? It's just definitely yeah, it a feel. Yeah, it is. Mm. I think, again, again, apologies to Platinum if you're listening. I, you did, you've done great jobs, but Nagashi did it again, didn't he? He said, go home, everyone. Have a, have a weekend off, and he made another game in his spare time. All by himself in his basement. I, and then he's, he's a nutter. He's a, we need to stop him from doing that, okay? I don't know. The man's done so many Yakuza games. He needs a break every once in a while. Let him shoot some robots. It's fine. <laughs> um, the last thing I want I want to discuss with you, fine fine gentlemen, is is this going to repeat what happened last time? I mean, not for you, Craig, because this is your first time. Is this just gonna remain a blip, like a fun little blip, and eh, and whatever, it's Vanquish, and then it just recedes back into your game collection, and then maybe four years from now, whoop, it'll pop back up, and you'll be like, hey, Vanquish was fun, and then it disappears again. Like, I, I don't see a lot of people talking about this very much. Granted, I don't look for it, but it, it's never mentioned on some of the, you know, best action shooters. Like, it's never even mentioned in the same breadth as a lot of those third-person shooters that happened in that generation. It's kind of like its own separate thing. Well, Dave, you're the historian here. Shinji Mikami, let's, let's deep dive on him. So this oh, okay. is his... I mean, Shinji Mikami, I have uh, I have diminished love for thanks to the evil within. I'm not a fan, oh. to be honest. Oh, no, 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 but, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> now Resident Evil, yeah, that's my bag. Evil within, definitely not. But where where's Shinji Mikami been? What's he... What's, what is his workload? I'm sure it's loads and I'm not respecting it and you're going to suddenly quote 50 Capcom games, but where, where's he coming in? You mean Goof um, I'm, I, like, I'm not I'm not a big Resident Evil fan or anything like that at all, but that Ghostwire Tokyo thing looks amazing. Well, that's what I was like, Ghostwire Tokyo is the big thing coming from a Akami. And, and even I'm like... Um, I really like the guy. I mean, not personally, but I like the guy's output for the most part. But there's still that, uh, it's a Mikami. I mean, the best thing about the man is his hat collection, his first of hat. all. His baseball hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and two is, I mean, the guy did Resident Evil 4, mm. right? And it yeah. seems like uh-huh. that really bolstered the guy in terms of um, notability. He hasn't really done much since, unless you're a Capcom guy. Like, sure, he did God Hand, and God Hand is, like, great. Mm. And and Vanquish is good, and Shadows of the Damned is bleh. And, and Evil Within is, yeah, let's say, right. divisive? And then we're at Evil Within 2, where he wasn't the director, and you're just kind of, well, Ghostwire Tokyo is, well, we'll see. Um... I'm going to have to check, because I I don't believe Goof Troops is the only thing before Resident Evil. No, 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 it's not. It's just the thing I like to bring up. It's like, hey, the guy that had you shoot zombies in the face, he made Goof Troop. Um, He also worked on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, if that helps any. But no, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he he. It was like that weird Capcom stable where a lot of people worked on everything. Like he worked on Onomusha, he worked on Dino Crisis, Resident Evil. Like they just kind of did. I mean, 
if I remember right, he did a Phoenix Wright game too. Not as a director, but just worked on it. So it's like that rotating stable thing that Capcom has. And and really, I don't think we would know his name near as much if it wasn't for Resident Evil 4. I mean, because other than that, the only thing most people remember him for is Goof Troop and uh, (laughs) Resident Evil 2. Like, that's pretty much it. And while I love the guy's output... I don't. I don't think he's on the same level as your uh, Miyazaki's, your your um, Miyamoto's. Evidently, they all have M names. Although um, he he was a planner on Disney's Aladdin, which was an unexpected Christmas present for me on the SNES. And as, well, as I always say, I prefer I prefer the SNES version. I oh, so. I do too. I, I think it's a better game. Doesn't look near as yeah. nice, but it's a better game. <sighs> We've done that already. We have. No, and you I know mean, what? He, he gets he gets respect from me for, for Aladdin. Capcom's Aladdin. Not yeah. Steel Battalion? <laughs> where Dino no. Crisis 1? Yeah, he, he's done. Like, he did, like, everything you like out of Capcom. Makami kind of yeah. had a hand in. But I don't yeah. think yeah. he's a visionary, like a Sakaguchi no. or anything like that. But I... I I've always like, wondered, because his, his name carries a lot of clout. I know, especially recently with, like, the Bethesda buyout, Mike... Microsoft have been saying Mikami this, Mikami that, and I'm like going, but uh, but I was expecting to go back and be like, oh, I was involved in Mega Man Six or something like that, and <laughs> you know, no, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing really. He's he's pretty much it's he peaked with Resident Evil Four by the looks of it, didn't he? I, I, I yeah, he peaked, and his output since hasn't been bad. It's just mm. been not near as high. He's not a hit maker, I guess. Well, he, I, well, I, I find being, it. I just find it a bit, it's a bit on the nose saying this is a Shinji Mikami game all, to me all the time. And But Vanquish is just a platinum game and it's 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 a good platinum game. Well, to be fair, I mean, remember, he went straight from God Hand, which he directed, to Vanquish, which he also directed. So there's a lot of, I would imagine, Mikami DNA that comes from the God Hand into Vanquish. Because, I mean, God Hand is like a fisticuffs version of Vanquish. Except way slower and clunkier. Yeah. But but, even the attitude, the the, the goofy action movie thing is still there. I mean, I kind of feel the same way about um, Kamiya. Like, I I really appreciate Kamiya's output. He's done some great stuff. But he's not a, a name that holds that much weight of like, oh, this is a Kamiya game. I mean, when you get the two of those guys together, really cool stuff seems to happen, but not by themselves. And yeah. again, this is grading on a hell of a curve. It's almost like Capcom's a, you you can cut one of Capcom's heads off and another will grow because it doesn't seem like their quality is diminishing anytime soon, does it? Um, no. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I, you know what? I put him on the same level as Inafune, right? Like, like that's the level I put Mikami at. And I don't know if that insults Inafune or um, praises Mikami, but that's about where I put them is okay. roughly in that okay. you guys back in the day had some real magic going on at Capcom. And they each have a little bit of something that they bring that seems to be lesser when they're by themselves. That being said, yeah. Evil Within 2 is a really, really good game, and oh, you're God. wrong. <laughs> All right, I'll try Evil Evil Within 1, though. is not my bag. Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, I, I, I really like, like Like, stealth, horror, third-person shooter in an open world is really cool. Like, Evil Within 2 is really cool. It has some problems, that does, but... That does sound cool. 
It is. It's really cool. Um, and they have Duran Duran's Ordinary World as a theme song. I mean, I mean, what else can you want? Anyway. Uh, all that Duran Duran song? I'm sorry. That does not compute. What are you going to have? Hungry Like a Wolf? No. Girls on Film? Uh, come Undone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you that. I might give you Come Undone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, uh, Mikami is kind of like Platinum for me. It is a game, whenever a game is released with his name on it, I will pay attention because, oh, it's, it's Mikami. Um, he's turned out to be better than, like, an Itagaki. Itagaki was, she's a one-trick pony. But... Bit of a lady, lady toucher, isn't he? Uh, well, he, he's, he seems a bit of a troubled <laughs> gentleman. We're going to leave it at that. Um... But just because his name's on something doesn't mean I will have complete faith in it enough to buy it. So, yeah, Bakami and Platinum are kind of in the same uh, bin for me. Uh, and Craig... I just realized, like, oh, the past 10 minutes, I recognize names because I'm, I'm terrible with names. I recognize <laughs> names. I can connect some dots, but mm. the majority of it feels like I'm sitting inside <laughs> a Yakuza game and I'm just... <laughs> I'm just trying to piece together who's who. <laughs> I, I, I would hazard a guess, Craig, to say you're not very familiar with Mikami's work. Uh, um, no, not like just not just not played like not interested, not not interested, but not my cup of cup of tea. Not my cup, I mean, bad. I'd be curious to see what you think of like Beautiful Joe and stuff, to, just because that would be an interesting game to talk I didn't, about. I didn't like it. I oh, like really? It. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. I liked it. Really? Okay, <laughs> yeah, now we're oh, talking about Beautiful that. Joe. Uh, yeah. We should probably okay. talk okay. about Vanquish, the other V game. All right, so um, does anybody have anything else they want to say before we wrap this up? I'm just... Um, I, I think I think I'm going to go back to my old stable, mate, which is the music. Not that good. <laughs> you know, I, that's a shot. That's I thought it worked fine. It, it, it does the job, and I like the title music. That's what... Don't know. Is it, that, that sounds. I just like, like the lady that says "vanquish." You're like, yeah. Mm. There's a lot of cool little bits, but I don't think generally the score hit me in any way at all, and I sort of very forgetful. Uh, um, the sound effects, guns, boof, boof, boof. Good, 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 good. Speaking of score, um, not not to count scores or anything, but what did you think of the like the end screen of every mission? You play ten minutes, and it tells you you spent twenty two percent of your time in cover, yeah. and then total you've spent thirty five percent of the game in cover. It tells you how many people you saved. So I there's a trophy for saving twenty people. I saved nineteen people out of God knows how many. How many people? Ge- genuinely, Dave, see the first two missions. Anytime I saw that health thing on oh, the ground, here. I thought, yep. that's that's a health pickup. I don't need health right now. Oh, so no. I just I ran like, by. Oh, no. Brian's down. We Brian. He's a big help. No, I, I ran by dying men. Um, it's even worse when you're running towards someone, you're about to get them and they get shot. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. Um, yeah, did you like like that? Like your total time, your mission time. All I I I really quite liked it because it just it makes it feel like a snappy arcade scorecard. I'm playing golf and I'm, I've done ten minutes. What's my <laughs> score for this one? Um, um, anytime no, cool. you can add metrics onto it, I am a big fan. 
Yeah, like a lot of games these days, I'm, I get really wound up by the lack of stats in a lot of games. I like a good oh. stat screen. <laughs> how, how many how many Pangos trophies did you guys find? One. <laughs> One? Oh, God. I, One. I found, was, yeah. like, three. <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't I, notice oh. until halfway through the game, I'm like, yes. oh, yeah, the trophy thing! Yeah. I found one, and it was the you know the mission where you go up the hill, you salt up the hill, and the things are rolling down. There's a really obvious one sitting in the corner of a bunker, and I shot it, and it pinged, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, those collectibles." <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be weird about this, but you know, how I said I watched those credits. Well, weirdly enough, there's someone who worked on the game. I think called something like Nick Pangos, and I was like, "Is that where they got oh. the name of the things from?" I don't oh, know. I, I don't could know. be well off. But I, I was wondering, I was wondering, what is that about? So, yeah, I got, no, weird little I bit of trivia. Of I did, I completed the entire game without dying, so I got that trophy. Did you really? No, no, I died, but if you quit to the menu instead of continue, it doesn't oh, count as a death. you. Uh, you check the trophy guy filthy, as well. Filthy, filthy cheater. <laughs> um, it was actually, by, it was mostly by accident. I only died a couple of times, and it was always, in fact, the two times I died was when you're fighting two of the big bosses. Um, the big robot guys. Oh yeah, the Argos and, and the, the spider guy. Yeah, I rage quit after getting killed twice. Yeah, is that absolute... the one in the tunnel where it suddenly just blasts in? There was no, one no, no. Bit where uh, I oh, I dug it up and I got a, a like there was a once you killed the the big one, it sort of like did an instant kill laser thing from its chest, and I was like, oh god. And I was thinking, oh, oh yeah, that thing got that. me. And eventually, I I just got behind the corner of a wall, and that did it. But I was like, that corner of the wall, it's like almost a a cut off area anyway. So I only had a little wiggle room. On it, I'm sure that, I did it wrong. The, the one that busts into a tunnel, I was shooting it, and I was like, I wasn't paying too much attention. I thought, there's no way that thing can stand up mode in here because there's the roof, and then it stands <laughs> up. I was like, fuck, gonna kill it again. Um, yeah. you bring up you bring up an interesting point. Um. Hmm bosses yeah i kind of i didn't dread it but it was like oh it's a boss i i much more enjoyed getting the waves and waves and waves of troops more than i did oh hey other than the end boss fight like the russian guy the double russians that was fun but other than that was was, pretty cool i'm sorry the unknown was pretty cool the little eyeball Uh inside the mess of junk oh i hate that thing he is adorable when when you break it all down, he's adorable the way he <laughs> runs off. But I hate that stupid thing. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I, that insta kill run up and cut you in half thing. That's yep. probably the only graphic bit. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, the 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 you know like limb targeting on big robots. I kind of like that. It was it was about. I was bold of it because you shoot the leg and then you shoot a glowing orb which suddenly appears and then you shoot the other leg and then you shoot a glowing orb that appears. It's a bit formulaic but I like that you have to actively think I'm going to shoot that guy's left leg. Dave, you get the tail, I'll get the leg. (laughs) That kind of thing. There is enough in there, I think. But I, I mean, like, this the what's that absolutely huge thing where you go under the feet to shoot it while it's walking along? I don't even oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That almost this? didn't feel like a boss. That that to me just felt like okay, it's like an event. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. not a set piece. There we go. And that oh, was shit. about it. I I didn't realize until just now it was considered a boss. I thought it was just a, a bit. 
It was just a no, thing. I I'm not sure. There's a lot. There's a lot of sort of Lost Planet too to this. Just bits and pieces, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that that's is a game I haven't thought about in a while. Um, I don't know. It's. I do think I do. I did hope for a little bit more. I. I think I think there's a there's a good spread of stuff in there, but I was thinking like I, I don't want to fight this one again. I'd rather. Oh see yeah. What yeah. else they can throw at me? But you know, you know. And, and the last boss, I mean, what what do you guys think? Because it, I thought it was a bit of a... Bit of a sh- it's cool. I wish but... somebody would have let him finish his damn cigarette just once. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the chance. The Russian guy was like a dying man's last cigar. Go ahead. And then he was like, nah. Yeah. I'm like, there was a chance, man. You could have finished your cigarette. Uh, I really liked the end boss. Like, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I liked the mechanics of the end boss, but it like maybe my only negative of the three hours I spent with this game, <laughs> you know, like my only negative is that kind of setting up for a sequel cop out. Like both the because you shoot one of the enemies, one of the the twins down at the end, and he goes, "Ha ha, wrong one!" And then you shoot the other one, and he's like, "Ha ha, I wasn't wrong in one. either of them." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I just killed him. Oh. But you know, that's that's like insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I just had a fucking blast. All right. Anyway, now we're starting to sidetrack. So let's let's wrap this sucker up. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Yeah. Final thoughts. This is like a hard hitting action film that I think when we co- we always grade things on. Like, do you recommend you play it, or do you watch a YouTube, or do you just leave it alone? Or this is like very much in the it's only four hours, people at most. Go and play it. It's easily, it's easily accessible to like pretty much anyone with a modern console, PC, or any. Like, you should be able to pick this up relatively cheap, and it's like a masterpiece in fluid third person. Shooting a, like I would much rather play this than play a Gears of War or anything. Like it's 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 just so good. It's so good, and even more good if you get the special steel case one that Dave got, which looks awesome. Oh yeah, Bayonetta yeah. looks mighty sexy on it. She's yeah. adorable. It's a bit like like if Gears of War was when you first pick up Gran Turismo and you're racing a Mini Cooper, and like this is Wipeout. Or F Zero GX or something like that. That's like the level of speed pacing and awesomeness you're going to upgrade from and to. You could have made that simpler and just said, "This makes Gears of War look like poop," which it does. Because <laughs> Gears of War is poop. Um, I mean, I hate, I hate the way that over the year, like I'd, uh, maybe three years ago, I would have argued and I would have said, "No, you know, Dave, Gears of War isn't actually poop." But I think I'm coming around to your way of thinking on a few things, and it terrifies me. <laughs> that episode we did opened our eyes quite a bit to Gears of War, I think. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh okay. Um, so, Mike. Yeah, it's a, it's a special little game. Um, obviously, it was chosen by me, so it has to be special, doesn't it? <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, Mike, I it was chosen by you, question. so it has to be short. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so it has to be exactly short. that too. That too. But it, it it hits all the boxes. It's like I was playing it, and for, first I forgot I was playing a podcast for it. I was that sort of so much enjoying it. <laughs> Not to say that I dread I dread playing games for the podcast or anything, but um, 
No, I, d- I just really enjoyed every every second of it. It didn't feel like any downtime. It felt like I was. It felt like I was wisely spending my time, which is very hard to say when you play a hell of a lot of computer games. So it's sort of like I, no, I'm not knocking on people playing too many computer games, although I probably am. Um, <laughs> you know, coming off the back of playing Monster Hunter Rise, which could potentially be my game of the year sort of contender, I was like thinking I'm not going to enjoy much much else really. I don't think, but no, oh, you know. It stands up there with playing Final Fantasy Remake. It stands up with playing Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, yeah, it's it didn't and it didn't feel retro to me. That's the weird thing. It did not feel like a super retro no, game it doesn't. in twenty 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 one. You know that's that's ridiculous. Not many games past that sort of. I mean, Dark Souls one roughly around the same time feels archaic to me. Oh, know? it so is it's like, janky. Yeah, and, and Resident Evil four. I mean, less said about that, the better. But. But it, it, yeah, I mean that's a different period, Mikami Link. But uh, yeah, I think Vanquish is a game well deserving of a sequel. Um, Wherever we'll ever get that, God knows. But you know, as a standalone thing, it's something that's just short enough to play again. Uh, whether I do is another matter. But um, yeah, it's absolute pleasure, and I feel like I've made the right choice in choosing it for the podcast. All right. So, um, my final thoughts are very simple. It's not Platinum's best, and it's not Platinum's worst. This is in the higher tier of of Platinum games. Um, I think there's, and this is what makes it important, is there's things that shooters today could still learn from Platinum. Gears of War! Um, (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I, I, I think, like, it... If it doesn't hurt to go back to, like Mike said, it doesn't feel retro. It doesn't feel old. And I know we're considering like two generations to go retro, which hurts my head. But if it doesn't hurt to go back to, there's got to be something special there. And this is something special. I, I can hazard a guess and say you haven't played many, if any, that are like this. So it's worth it just to go back to and go, oh, yeah. Vanquish. I'm going to smoke a cigarette now. Um, all right. So one thing I'd like to start doing at the end of these big game episodes is, curiosity-wise, Mike, Craig, I would like you guys both to give me one thing that you like the most about this game and one thing you hate about this game. I just love the flow um, of it. I love the flow of the game. All right. Okay. So gameplay flow. Mm-mm. And your hate? Uh, I hate the first person sections. Okay, <laughs> the downtime. All right. Um, is it me now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it'd be you. Okay. Um. So I loved the game Vanquish. Um, and I hate the that fact you've not that played I bought Bayonetta it. Too. No, I hate the fact that I bought it physically, so I have to get up to put oh. the disc in. That really bugs me. Well, that um, kind of ruined the spirit of that. Ah, uh, Craig, uh-huh. uh, come see me uh, after class, no, please. There's not a lot to hate about it. Come, like, yeah, the first person downtime bits are about hit or miss, but for the love of God, have you played it? Dave? <laughs> it's just like no, no, no. I just want to see you two. Um, <laughs> For myself, uh, I love 
love, 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 love the stupidity of it. I, I, that is the one thing I love the most about this game is just how dumb it is. Uh, and for hate, I hate the bosses. I do not like them. I think they're, like you said, Craig, a little formulaic. Okay. So, next up on the docket for our big games, unless I'm wrong and Craig will correct me here, uh, we mm-hmm. are doing Doom Eternal. And are we? Are we? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we are doing a game that is near and dear to our hearts and minds. Maximo from Ghost of Glory. Yeah, we're going to see about that. I'm not too sure. That's the one I'm nervous about. Uh, Those are both my picks, so naturally they will be amazing masterpieces that we will not laugh at and regret at all. Other than that, I don't know where we are on Retro Rewind because, as the Beach Boys said, God only knows it's Tasmania next. And then it's Mist. Oh. God, Mist. Oh, word! <laughs> Can anyone say "mist" without laughing these days? Anybody? <laughs> no, hang on, I'm going to stop laughing. I'm not on that podcast, am I? No. No. Good. No, good. No. Okay. Because right. that would involve you playing "mist," Mike, and nobody wants to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. My God, my dish just went on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while Craig fishes juice out of his nose. I want to say thank you very much for listening and if you'd like to suggest a game for us to ignore while we talk about Shinji Mikami for a half hour uh, you can do so at thebiteffect.com where we have a little drop down box that you can fill in a bunch of different things you know say hi suggest a game all that stuff other than that um, thank you very much for listening and we will catch you next time on Tasmania come to Tasmania come here boy sit on my lap Okay, daddy. Uh, I, I, oh, hang on. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. That just, that just unlocked something for me. Um, Mike, could you give us some private time, please? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, gentlemen, say goodnight to the fine people. Blah, blah, blah.